Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. All right. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? So, this song is the one that's promoted for the countdown. That countdown song was last week's songs, but we're good. We got a bunch of um, questions ready to rock. This is episode 583 of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We are here. I am Dr. Chris Featherstone, having a great time as always in the lounge in PNP Nation in the studio, having a great time. It's late night. We chilling. We having a good time. We are here live both on the PMP broadcast on the YouTube channel, as well as the Pancakes and Power Slams podcast for your listening ears. We're going to have a good time just like we do every single week. We got a bunch of questions coming together. Of course, AxDoc, hashtag AxDoc is the hashtag to use for the questions. I'm going to keep this some music playing and rolling while I get through the beginning here cuz it's it's cool. It's fun. It's cozy. And uh it's it's a great way to start the show off. So, I'm going to go ahead and do that. You know what? Matter of fact, we'll keep it going. I'm going to ask the, I'm going to uh do the questions while Music is playing in the background for a little bit. That's what we do here in the lounge. That's what we do in the Dr. Chris Lounge. So with that being said, let's get to the questions here. We got Ricky saying, hello to the guilt in podcasting. Thank you very much. How are you? Have you had a good day? How am I? I'm well. Uh, I am uh, tired. Uh, I've I've had a good day. I've had a blessed day. I've had a busy day, a uh, day full of therapy, um, had to take, uh, worked out, take care of some family things, got ready for two shows for tonight. So, um, yes, a lot, a lot that was involved in that. So that was the normal, um, <clears throat> the normal week and I had some I had a little bit more family stuff. It was the normal Tuesday, but I had a little bit more family stuff to take care of uh, this evening that uh, caused some uh, some delays in, 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 in my timing. So I started a little later than expected. I, I usually like a nice cushion in order to get uh, prep for both of the shows. And uh, yeah, so it, it took a little bit more time. So uh, it's good to be able to just take a deep breath from my shows and from my prep and all that good stuff and be able to uh, 
just lounge and sit here, chill with the PNP Nation. Uh, that's what I do every single week here on the Pancakes and Power Slam show, everybody. So stupid, so stupid. Ricky says, so stupid bringing uh, Styles being on Raw. I agree. I agree. I heard that that was a Vince McMahon idea. I heard that that was something that was orchestrated by Vincent Kennedy McMahon. What in the world is he doing? What is he doing? If that is if that is indeed true, PW Insider is, is a pretty le- legit, pretty legit uh, source. Um, one of the most legit sources. Why in the world would Vince McMahon do a thing? Why would he do a thing? Why would he do a thing? Why would he do a thing like that? You want to make the you want to make the split a thing. And then you go around, and, and, and then you turn around and say, eh, okay, what, uh, what I'll do is I'll just go ahead and uh, say forget about, yeah, just forget about the split. I want AJ Styles to be on, on Raw. So sabotaging the split already for the sake of AJ Styles being on being on raw no rhyme or reason no rhyme or reason and what you did was you went ahead and uh used the adam pierce going to make a phone call to make sure that it's okay and make sure that aj styles is okay to compete on raw now, why couldn't anybody do that now? Like, that that really set the precedent of, okay, anybody can just come over if they want to and just congratulate somebody or even beef with somebody. And then Adam Pierce is going to uh, have another phone call and say, is it okay? Is it okay? And maybe, maybe one time some, you know, it'll say, they'll just say no. Like, no, it's not okay. Like that's not going to happen. It just, and then you'll put you're playing favoritism because you let AJ Styles on, but you didn't let another person on, and then you had Baron Corbin, who's a free agent, who's he he's on SmackDown, uh, he's on NXT, he went to NXT, which makes sense. But I do think that Baron Corbin shouldn't be a heel anymore. I think that people want to cheer for Baron Corbin. I think him, I, I think him losing match after match and then attacking Carmelo Hayes. I saw that on my Facebook feed. Uh attacking Carmelo Hayes. Clearly like you're you're coming to tell me that there's nobody good enough in NXT that you would have to have someone who was good in NXT but hasn't been good in a long time, losing streak after losing streak. And so he all of a sudden is a top competitor in NXT after being 
basically scum on the main roster. So technically you are showing us the level of talent, the level of the main event talent is on NXT. So basically what you just told us is that the level of main event talent is equal to the bottom of the barrel on the main roster. Mm, That doesn't sit well with me as far as just protecting your brand and making it seem like it's actually legit. 1,003 days as champion. I think they, uh, I think Pedro Morales is, is next, and you got over a month for that. So I think he's going to beat Pedro. Uh, let's see here. Longest, I think he was, Pedro was 130-something, 120-something. I mean, 1,020-something. Let's see. Longest reigning, you know. Um, Pedro's reign is 1,027. There you go. 1,027. The 10th longest reign is Hulk Hogan at 364 days. These are WWE champions. 10th longest reign, Hulk Hogan, 364. Macho Man Randy Savage tied at 371. He um, won at WrestleMania 4, and he lost uh, at the, uh, a year and six days later at WrestleMania 5. So he kept it from WrestleMania to WrestleMania. Um, I'm trying to figure out what Savage's main... Because he won it in, uh, he was a babyface when he won it. Mega Powers Explode was the the main event episode with the tag match, and then Hogan brought uh, Elizabeth uh, to the back, and then that caused uh, Randy Savage to say that you've got lustful eyes, brother. You've got lustful eyes, Hulk Hogan. You've got lustful eyes. Um, let me figure out what. Savage's uh, major feuds were as a babyface. Um, so that what was that? Eighty-eight. Let me see. So he won in eighty-eight, right? And he kept it from eighty-eight to eighty-nine. If I'm not mistaken. Let me see his title uh, matches as a babyface. Oh, I don't remember too many of his. Tag matches. I mean, this is uh, title matches as a babyface. So we're talking, we're talking about eighty-eight. This uh, he won in eighty-eight, right? Let's find out. He won it in. You got lustful eyes, brother. You got lustful eyes. Lustful eyes, brother. Yeah. All right, so he won it March the 27th, 88. He beats the one-man gain on Saturday night's main event. That was his, that was his uh, first um, major title defense. Um, there was a Superstars taping that he, lo- that he 
lost by DQ to Andre. That was a dark match. But television, televised shows. Here's here's Randy Savage's televised uh, matches. He beat the one-man gang on Saturday Night's main event, April of, April 1988. He beats Ted DiBiase on uh, – that, that was a dark match. He beats Virgil on – May the 10th of 88, an episode of Superstars. He beats Ted DiBiase. That was the dark match. Man, he didn't have a lot of TV matches. He beats uh, Ted DiBiase on WWF on MSG Network. That was May 27th of 88. So DiBiase... For some odd reason, I remember DiBiase being a you know an opponent of his, but I don't remember a big like I don't remember it, a huge setup. So he had a bunch of house show matches and a few television show matches, a few of them dark matches. Another another DiBiase match in June. Boston Garden DiBiase by uh, DQ on July 9th. Uh, more more house shows. He beats Conquistador Uno, July 13th, 1988. More house shows, house shows, house shows. Uh, he beats, um, he lost to Randy, he lost to DiBiase by countouts on July 23rd on the Prism Network, WWF on Prism Network. He beat DiBiase by DQ uh, in the Maple Leaf Gardens. July 24th, house shows, house shows, more house shows. Beats DiBiase on WrestleFest 1988, July 31st. So a lot of DiBiase matches. Matter of fact, he wrestled DiBiase straight for months. Conquistador Uno, but most of his reign was, I mean, for, for several months was DiBiase, going against DiBiase. Andre on some house shows, double count out against Andre on uh, August 13th. His SummerSlam, yeah, Andre, Andre count outs, but mostly DiBiase. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Went against uh, so Mega Powers beating the Mega Bucks, uh, SummerSlam '88. I do remember that, and then mostly DiBiase, DiBiase, Andre, Akeem. There you go, but mostly DiBiase. A couple, you know, Red Rooster beats the Red Rooster, King of the Ring semifinal, first round beats Virgil. Uh, King of the Ring in 1988. Uh, DiBiase beat him by countouts. Again, DiBiase, Koo, a couple, a couple other names. You know, I see Rick Rude, but mostly uh, there's some bad news. Brown toward the beginning of the year, and then the um, the main event was February 3rd, 1989. That's when it all changed, ladies and gentlemen. That's when it all changed. That's when Hogan had lustful eyes, brother. Uh, AJ Styles, uh, number eight at 371 days. John Cena, 
381 days. It's crazy to know that uh, AJ Styles had the WWE Championship for over a year. It does not see AJ Styles SmackDown Live when it was SmackDown Live. His WWE Championship was horrible. I mean, it's just like it was just he just felt like everybody else. He felt like everybody else. It was it was a bad, badly booked title reign, and he had the title for over a year. And it doesn't it didn't seem like it. John Cena number seven, three hundred eighty one days. That Super Cena run in 2006. CM Punk, 434 days. Uh, We remember his reign. Pedro Morales, 1,027 days. Bruno San Martino, 1,237 days. Hulk Hogan, 1,474 days. Bob Backlund, 2,135 days, and Bruno San Martino, 2,803 days. So here's the bad news for you, Ricky. Here's the bad news for you, Ricky. Uh, Roman Reigns will not be a part of that five. Why? Because he has not had the WWE Championship uh, since ever since uh, last year's WrestleMania. So he's a little over 400 days uh, as champ. So he'll be, well, he'll be, let me see. Yeah, he'll he'll be a part of that list, but not anywhere near the thousand day reign as WWE champion. So he'll, you know, he'll beat, he's, he's getting to the, to the punk, uh, to beating punk. So modern era champion. But as far as um, as far as anywhere near the thousand day reign, they they don't count the universal championship as a part of that. Because if that's the case, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Brock Lesnar had it for like over 500 days, so he would be in that list. So they don't they don't count the universal champion. So technically, Roman Reigns has been the champ. For since April third, two thousand twenty-two, so he's he's had the belt for four hundred and twenty-three days. Um, so he he's he's reaching the level of beating Punk. So he would be the longest uh, WWE champion of the modern era. He's not there yet, though. He's not there yet. He's had the Universal Championship since. A week after SummerSlam 2020, so Universal Championship with this short lineage, with this short history, Roman Reigns is head and shoulders way longer than anybody else. But when it comes to the WWE Championship, though, Roman Reigns still has a long way to go. Yes, indeed. All right, let's get through these questions real quick. Last week you said how hard you work for us. We all certainly appreciate it. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, rumors are the GOAT, your GOAT, which is Roman Reigns, will defend the title of Money in the Bank. Uh, who do you think he faces? I think he faces uh, Jimmy Uso. I think he faces Jimmy Uso 
I think there's dissension with Jimmy and Jay. Uh, Jay still is struggling, doesn't really know what he wants. Solo's still on Team Roman. Roman beats Jimmy, Jimmy and Jay. Uh, Then you extend the feud of having Jimmy and Jay reconcile, like, like get, like, get it together and patch up things. And then that sets up for um, the Usos versus Roman and Solo at SummerSlam. Why in the heck did they do a brand extension but have a SmackDown guy with the rock? I agree. I agree. And it was, it, it meant nothing. It meant absolutely nothing. AJ came in. He gave Seth Rollins respect. He was in the main event with Seth Rollins. Against a Judgment Day stable, who's on Raw, and that sacrificed the momentum of Damian Priest, who could have easily been an opponent for Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. Booking-wise, that made zero sense. Because one, Damian Priest took the fall. And then two, AJ Styles is going to SmackDown so him being there meant nothing. What you could have done is you could have had Damien, you could have had dissension between AJ Styles and Seth Rollins, not to cause, you know, some angle or anything like that, but you could have easily done an angle with uh, basically AJ Styles about to do a Pele, thinking that Damien Priest is behind him. Damien Priest steps away, brings in Seth Rollins, and then AJ Styles, AJ Styles pelees Seth Rollins on accident. They're not a team. They don't have chemistry, and they weren't even on the same page all the way throughout the show. Easy out. You have a heel be a heel. Damian Priest moves out the way, brings Seth Rollins over. Then what you do is you boot AJ Styles out the ring. You put Seth Rollins in South of Heaven. You pin Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is protected because AJ Styles is what caused him to lose the match. And then you have a match because Damian Priest said, hey, I pinned you. I pinned you in the tag match. Therefore, I won a match at Money in the Bank against Seth Rollins. Okay, well, there you go. Seth Rollins versus Damian Priest at Money in the Bank. And I would say Seth Rollins wins, but it also, once again, gives Damian Priest a big, quality, high-profile match again. So that's just continuing to build reps for Damian Priest to eventually become that world champion, but again, you're still putting him in reps to be that person, that heel that's having that high-profile spot. That's as easy as one, two, three regarding booking that. But what do you what do you do instead? Eh, you just have Seth and AJ win for nothing. There's nothing that this is going to do. It's just making just they lose. That's all. That's all. Horrible booking. Horrible book. My top six Intercontinental Champions of all time.
at the list of IC champions. My favorite Intercontinental champion is Jericho. I was a big fan of the Ultimate Warrior being champion. Uh, I'll say, okay, so not in any order. Ricky Steamboat's one of my all-time favorite champions. Uh, one, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, so I'll put him there. Jericho, Steamboat, Warrior. I was a big, I was a big Kerry Von Erich mark. Texas Tornado. See, I like Tito, too. Tito has some long title reigns, too, man. He said that he had the title for like 450 days almost. Tito, some love, man. Give Tito some love. Give him some love. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think that's pretty much, pretty much it. Yep. That's uh, that's it. That's it. Those are the ones that I said off off rip. I knew Usos were going to turn on Roman, but I didn't think Jimmy was going to be the voice. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting take. It's an interesting uh, addition, the, uh, addition to the Bloodline story. See, here's the thing. I, I do like this, man. I, it, seems as if, it seems as if there was nothing else left for the Bloodline um, to do, but I give it up to him, man. The Bloodline, the, the, the story continues to unravel. And I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. It's I'm a story guy, man. That's I'm all about that. I'm all about long term booking. I'm all about creating stories. I always say, pro wrestling is a comic book come to life. If there's if it's really top heavy on wrestle match, wrestle match, holy crap moment, super kick, Canadian destroyer, rinse repeat. That's like getting the first few pages of a comic book with action, 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 action. And then I'm going to be like, okay, well, I'm already actioned out by the time I read the, the story. I'm not reading any cliffhangers. I'm not reading any crescendos. I'm not reading any climaxes. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm just getting a bunch of top-heavy stuff, a bunch of action in the beginning. That's, that's bad storytelling. I wouldn't buy that series of comic books anymore because I'm looking for the story. That's what I'm looking for when it comes to pro wrestling. I'm looking for the story. And I appreciate a swerve in the story to add addition. Like, okay, now you think it's about to end. Oh, okay, well, there's more. There's more. There's another, there's an untapped element in this story, which is Jimmy Uso and Roman Reigns having beef now. Like almost three years later, the big beef now is Jimmy and Roman. It first started off with Jay and Roman when Jimmy was injured. Jimmy comes in. Uh, he throws in the towel against Jay. Then he gets choked out. You know, it was class of champions when he threw in the towel. Then it was hell in a cell. He gets choked out by Roman. And then you think that, there's going to be some beef like he, Jimmy's standing up for Jay in the beginning. And then eventually he sides with Roman, which I think the, the way that they Jimmy ended up siding with Roman was a little off. I mean, that was a little, that was a little wonky. Um, but then he becomes, you know, the, 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 the flanker of Roman Reigns basically with Jay. Sammy comes in, he 
he was the one who initially was all in, you know, who who was Sammy's boy as far as like he made him feel like he was included, like he had a part uh, of the family, like he was the one who embraced Sammy. That was interesting. While Jay was reluctant and hesitant, that was interesting. But then when then Jay gets finally he 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 you know gets comfortable and then he he lets his guard down with Sammy. But then Sammy and Roman finally gets the you know the the break the break off. Jimmy's the one who is he thought he thought he was Sammy's boy, but he was the one who was super like okay you know but I'm not going to put my family in front of you so I'm just going to attack you. But Jay's having his reservations. Jay ends up turning on Sammy. That that turns to the WrestleMania match because there's beef with KO and Sammy, which I think that was a little bit too long on the tooth. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, but now the swerve is, oh, wait. So now it's back into imploding. Like that, now it's more of the implosion instead of the explosion. So that's, it's, it's really interesting because we never really saw a lot of Jimmy versus Roman within this. We saw Jay versus Roman within this, but not too much Jimmy versus Roman. I think that's really cool, man. Uh, I like it. I like it. Rorito, would you ever come to wrestling shows in Puerto Rico? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to. Jeff, good evening. I was not expecting to turn into the thousand celebration. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a good take, man. I was. I was for it. I was for it. I think it was a good idea, actually. Um, we'll see where it goes, but I think it's interesting. Thoughts on Jade Cargill losing the TBS belt? Well, she lost it um, Sunday against um, Chris Statlander. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Um, I mean, you know, Jade Cargill is an anomaly. She is just a beast. I mean, she's she's just she's an anomaly. She really is. She's one in a, in a million. Uh, just the the the. The athleticism, the the look, the physique. She's she's just a freak of nature, man. She really is. Um, so Tony Khan saw that and capitalized on that. But the problem with that is, I think that she got too complacent. Um, I didn't really see much progression within Jay Cargill. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen much progression uh, within the ring from Jay Cargill. And then it started to get. Like, there wasn't any progression, and she was just beating people without a lot of stories. It just it just got really, really boring, like, early on. Like, she's won, she won 60 times. I mean, it got boring half of that time ago. Like, it was, it was, it just became a nothing. It just became nothing. So, Chris Statlander, uh, well-deserved, man. I like Statlander. I always, I've always have. I've always liked her. She's she's I like I like Chris Statlander. I think she has a ton of potential, and I think her being being the one to dethrone Jay Cargill Jay Cargill was a good idea. Rito, do you think 
do you think did do you think did Bianca dirty? I imagine WWE did Bianca dirty by having her lose to Oscar at Night of Champions. Uh, you know, I I wasn't mad at that decision. I wasn't I wasn't mad uh, at that decision. Um, I I think you know, four hundred some odd days with her being champ, but it had to end. They 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 weren't giving her really good storylines as a babyface, and it's sad because they were giving her not good uh, um, angles as a babyface, and then the fans started to turn on her, and it's and it's sad because. She's another freak of nature who who I think now is being miscast. Do I think she should turn heel? No, I don't. I don't. I'm not the guy who concedes to bad booking from WWE, meaning that you just need to turn somebody. No. If you turn them heel, most likely they're going to be just as badly booked as if you, turned them, if you kept them a baby face, unless they're a true heel, which I don't think Bianca Belair is. I think that she's a edgy, sassy baby face that the fans can get into because she has attitude, she has edge, she has sass, and I think that uh, that you don't even go here, you know, type of deal that she had in NXT, that type of Bianca we need to see again. Like, we need to see the Bianca Belair that has the attitude that's still a baby face. Like, that's who we need to see. And that is the one who's going to continue to transcend um, the business and reach to the little girls um, that can see that and realize, okay, well, I can be empowered too. No, I'm not going to be rude and, you know, mean to my my parents and disrespectful to my parents and my teachers, but I'm going to stand up for myself. If there's someone, you know, trying to, bully me or trying to uh, uh, demean me, I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to have some sass. I'm like, nah, I never needed you an owl. (laughs) I never needed you an owl. So, um, interesting interesting note, the the person who raps that song, uh, she was an American Idol contestant, I believe, way back in the day. And uh, she also rapped Caitlyn's theme song. Uh, I forgot her name, uh, but yeah, she's a she's a uh, a white lady that uh, has has some bars on her. Um, name is Let's see. Her name is uh, Nicole Tranquilo. That's her name, Nicole Tranquilo. She is the same lady who uh, who rapped Bianca Belair's song. Yep, yep. She's a singer-songwriter. Born August 13, 1985. And uh, she was on season six of American Idol. There you go. There you go. So she's... Uh, 37 will be 38 here in a, in a few months. 37 years old. On the sixth season of American Idol. Season six of American Idol was in uh, 2007. So she was on American Idol 16 years ago. 
a young lad uh, that was 21 years old. Now she's 37, and she's a singer-songwriter, and she decided to uh, say, you know what, hey, I'll do a few things for the WWE, and one of them is I'm on my own against the wow. <clears throat> the pressure's building, but I'll never fall. Let me see. Let me see what her lyrics are. No, I will never fall. Here we go. I'm on my own against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm only better than before. I never needed joy. Oh, think I fall down. I'm going to want you fall down. I'm living large now. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down. I'm going to want you fall down. I'm leaving large now. I never needed you at all. There you go. That's Bianca Belair's theme song. Bianca Belair has the best WrestleMania entrances nowadays. She had the the, the, she had the drum band last year, and she had the, um, the little girls, the dance team this year, and one of them, I think her mom passed away or her dad passed away. One of her parents passed away like the day of, and she's still, man. Um, it was, yeah, her mom died. Yeah, her mom died the morning of. Man, wow. That's deep. That's deep. Uh, how do you pick out the music you use every show? Good question. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Chill Hop, and uh, I, um, I, have a, uh, um, I have access to the library for Chill Hop. They, they granted me uh, access because I, I used their, their stuff, and uh, I asked, and they gave me access to a bunch of different chill hop songs to use for my shows. And uh, I, I listen to chill hop all the time. And so they gave me access. And um, so it's either them, it's either chill hop that is giving me access or college music also gave me access to their songs um, to play for my videos or the actual composers gave me access and permission to listen to to play their songs like uh, um, Paint with Noise, Wes Harris, Cromanichi, Evil Needle, um, Isaac Whedon, uh, Nico Harris. Um, there's a bunch of people. Uh, uh, Lindesis. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people. Joe Bay. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people who gave me access to uh gave me permission to play their music so i'm a huge fan misha one of my favorites uh show up artists actually if not my favorite currently misha uh i don't i don't know rarito but you my bro that's what we do we go high we don't lay low here on episode 583 of the P- pmp that's what we do with dr c Baby. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Do you feel there would be a three-way tag match with Usos and Reigns and Solo over Sami Zayn and KO? Uh, no. No, I don't really 
really see that. Perhaps they may do that, but I don't. I don't really see a lot of potential. I mean, I don't see where that's going to go. Really, I don't see a lot of there. I haven't seen Dark Side yet. I've been um, busy, uh, but I love the Dark Side series, so I'll be watching that. If not tonight, uh, maybe half tonight, half tomorrow while I'm doing cardio. Or maybe all tonight, because I'm a night owl. So uh, that's one of the shows that I will be digging in uh, to either tonight or tomorrow. Uh, I like these questions. If your kids ask you if they could be pro wrestlers, what advice would you give them? Um, keep Jesus first, because uh, the the wrestling business is um, really tough to maintain your uh, faithfulness to your God and the faithful, your faithfulness to your spouse. <laughs> so uh, keep Jesus first and everything will follow when it comes to uh, remaining loyal uh, because marriages hardly ever last in the world of professional wrestling. How do these insiders get their info? Um, they know one or two or so people backstage and they, um, they either have a really, really solid relationship with them or option two, which happens, uh, with a few of these dirt cheat riders is they, they know someone inside and they pay them to get, uh, information. Do I do that? No. No, I don't do that. I don't I don't pay people for that stuff for dirt cheat information. I know people. Um I know people and I'll ask questions and they'll give me an answer. Like I was asking I know somebody, you know, who's affiliated with who has some backstage influence and I asked them about Braun Strowman today. Uh and they gave me an answer as far as what's up with Braun Strowman. So I was like, Where's Braun Strowman? person gave it to me and um yeah i mean i know people stage in, in wwe and um you know they just they just give me updates i asked uh, uh about an update about drew mcintyre i got an answer i mean like but i'm not the one who i, I can't stand doing exclusives and they not i i can't there's been so many things that's been broke. There's been so many stories that's been broken. Um, so many exclusives that have been broken on several different uh, channels. But I, I tell them, uh, here's the, here's the exclusive information, but don't put my name on it. Don't put my name on it uh, because if somehow it doesn't break, that's that's on me, and I want to be as integral as possible as a journalist um man when the when this when bray when i heard when i got some intel from a, a very a very solid source when i got some intel that bray was going to be at uh clash of the castle and it's going it was going to debut there and i was like oof like i, I was i was like oh are you sure like because uh, i don't want to I don't want to bring this out, and then uh, I don't want to do it. Um, the person said, "Yeah, you know, he's coming. He's going. He's going to be there. It's going to be some 
there's going to be different music and a different mask, a different different uh, music and different gear. That ended up being true, but the timing was off because the way that the way that Bray came out uh, in Extreme Rules, I think it was, was the way that I was told that he was going to come out uh, in a similar way uh, at Clash of the Castle. So I was just like, it was. I was just like, man, ugh. Like I, I'm not, I'm not like trying to gain some reps as a journalist, as a dirt cheap journalist, to like be sure that this story breaks or like try to find the break story. I mean, I, it's a, it's thrilling. That's what that's why I enjoy as a journalist. It's it's very thrilling to be the one to break a story. I mean, I, I love being a journalist because you're the one who breaks the story, so that boost your reputation as a journalist. I mean, that, that's what happens all the time when it comes to news writers and, and, and journalists. So that's thrilling. But I cannot stand being the person who breaks a story, then it goes everywhere, and then all of a sudden I fall flat on my face because it doesn't happen. I felt so bad when... um Bray didn't come out of Classic Castle. I was like, oh my gosh. Thankfully, like, there were so many people who were um, just gracious, and I was just, I was apologizing. I was like, this is a reason why I do not like. But I did uh, get the news that Nikki Cross and uh, and uh, Dewdrop were going to break up. Nikki Ash and and, and Dewdrop were going to break up, and so I did report that, and it was true. So that that was. That was information that I received that ended up being true. I also received information that Kurt Angle, when he made his appearance, is is only only going to be a one-off. That's true. Also received information about Drew McIntyre as far as you know his contract status. That's true. So I mean, that's I've I've shared a, a bunch. I broke the story about. Uh, Hulk Hogan not appearing to an event that everybody, there was a bunch of different sheets saying Hulk Hogan's there, he's going to appear. I actually received some information that he wasn't going to be there. And despite all, you know, so many people saying he was going to be there, a lot of sheets saying that he's going to be there, he's going to make an appearance. This is right after the whole racial thing, and people were thinking that, you know, he's going to make a comeback at a certain event. Um I got intel that he wasn't going to be there. So, and he wasn't, and he wasn't there despite a lot of people saying that he's rumored to be there. So I've done some, uh, the Jinder Mahal, I broke the Jinder Mahal return story. Um, and uh, that ended up being true. That ended up, you know, spreading around a bunch and ended up being valid. So I, I've broken a lot. I, I, I was one of the first people who broke the, um, Unfortunately, the Brian Christopher passing, um, I was one of the first people who broke that. I ended up getting on a few out, a few big outlets for that. So I've broken a lot of solid information, but uh, there's just a couple that was just like, oh, man, I just, I can't stand doing that, man. I can't stand. That's the reason why I like to double, triple check my sources uh, before I just... As soon as you put your name on that thing, if it doesn't happen, that decreases your reputability. 
reputability. Um, oh, yeah, there's a few for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, why do we have talent in the crowd at times? It was like in a boxing event, one out show cross when AJ versus Seth Mads and they had Montez Ford. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was weird. It's weird. Weird. Trying to make it bigger than what it really is. I think Rikishi shows up Friday night to back Jimmy and JF. I doubt it. They've broken the brand split since the start of the time and been on Raw. Yeah, he came up as a visitor. And now he just comes, like, already. What happened to the idea of betting and wrestling that already happened and won't do it anymore? Hasn't happened yet. Uh, there's still talks about doing it, but um, we'll see. I think they should let Jay win the money back. You know, I've, 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 I've considered that. I've considered that. I just don't see them having enough faith in Jay being champ. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. Elvis just getting off work, good stuff. WWE should use um, Baron Corbis cooking videos as his gimmick. Uh, That's hilarious. (laughs) That's hilarious. He he should be a baby face, man. He really should. He should be a baby face. Two weeks away, I think he'll get it. Oh, Colorado. Oh, I can... I can see. I can I can look around and see what's over Colorado. Let's, let's see. Uh yes, uh, WrestleMania four you wanted. Yes. Uh Yusef, what do you think what do you think of Matt Cardona's signs with WWE if they were to store him or he'd be greater than Cody? I believe Matt's promos are better than Cody. I don't think he'll be greater than Cody. Matt Cardona has and he's done a fantastic job of doing it. Matt Cardona has uh, really signified himself and popularized himself as, as being an indie guy. And uh, if he gets WWE just rubbed and smeared all over him again, he'll, he'll come out to O-Radio, and that's that's that. So, I mean, he's, he's, doing, his, he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. Uh, what can you see happening on Friday? Ranks, uh, and more implosion with the bloodline, which is interesting. It's a cliffhanger. It brings anticipation. Do you feel this record is irrelevant since he is not defending a championship or enough pay-per-views, TV shows, and house shows? I don't think it's irrelevant. He, you know, he, he had more defenses and it was more storyline and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just taking time off, man. I, you know, I mean, you know, you can have you, you, the old schooler of like, you know, he's not defending it enough. And I used to defend it, you know, every day and twice on Sunday. So I can understand that part, too. But at the same time, it's like, you know, Hogan didn't defend it all the time either. So, uh, you know, and he had it for a while. So that was the 80s and early 90s. Prism Network would broadcast matches from the Philadelphia Spectrum. Very nice. Very nice. Biography of Warrior. Wow, how WWE screwed him. Yeah, I did watch Warrior. Um, yeah, I love watching biographies, man. Uh, well, I was shocked about what turn. Jimmy's turn? No, I wasn't shocked about it. But, um, yeah. 
It was cool. It was okay. It was okay. It wasn't. It wasn't huge. It wasn't like a mega, but it was. It was okay. The world title opening on Saturday didn't make it feel important. Yeah, I, you know, I'm glad you said that. I'm not a big fan of like big match openers. I'm an, I'm old school when it comes to that, man. I, I, like when it comes to a card, you build up. What the heck? Ha- like, what is this whole openers just as big as the closer? Like, who does that? Like, if you think of a theater, if you think of a boxing match, if you think of a UFC, like the events have undercard matches leading to the main event. You don't just have like the big main event come on UFC, then a bunch of undercard matches and then another main event. Like, no, you build up to the main event. You have the undercard matches from people who desire to be in that main spot. For some odd reason, like WWE wrestling fans will buy whatever, like they'll eat whatever you put in front of the table. Like whatever you put in front of put in front of them on the table, they'll eat it. No questions asked. And that's just that that's sheepish. That that that's absolutely sheepish. The logic of oh the, the beginning match is just as important. Who does that? Like that's no. I, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't like you build up to the main. And this whole first match is no man no absolutely not. Because wonder if I was wonder if the match that I wanted to watch was that match. There's no buildup. There's no keeping me locked in to look at that match or to 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 be excited to build up to that match. I've already saw that match. So if that if that was the match I wanted to see, I'd be checked out and not really care, which isn't good. All right, let me hurry up and get through these. Let's see. Rito Duffield, CM Punk will join the WWE Hall of Fame. I think I think he will. And one of the ECW wrestlers do. I see joining the Hall of Fame in 2024 since he'll be from Philadelphia. Oof. RVD's already done it. Ray Mysterio's already done it. I don't think that they'll do Jericho yet. Um, could they do Taz? He didn't have a Hall of Fame career in the WWE. I think Paul Heyman will be in the Hall of Fame. There you go. I think they'll put Hall Payman in the Hall of Fame. Which I think he deserves. Do I think it would be Rollins versus Balor and Money in the Bank? Probably so. What's, uh, I'm not interested because he already beat Balor. Also, I like they're putting Styles back in the world title picture, but it isn't the way to do it. I agree with that, too. Why did they draft a few NXT women's tag teams that they weren't? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, they're not even part of the... I mean, they had, like, a short, like both of them had like short promo, like short vignettes over the past couple of weeks, but nothing. Just imagine how Dominic is in money make wins at Desmond Hayes for his Rollins. They hand Dominic the pin and he wins. Just imagine the heat. A lot of heat, but I wouldn't do that yet. Have any of you Nigel McGinnis? No, but I've chatted with them before. Uh, Wade Bear was a good IC champion. Yeah, yeah, he was okay. Do I uh, just got home, drive by a car, flipped over cars, and firefighters were already seeing the roads blocked off. Sheesh. Sorry to hear that. My favorite comic is Wolverine. X-Man. Wolverine is my favorite comic, uh, comic character. If The Rock is not the one to beat Roman, they should build it up. Jay, do it instead of Seth for Cody. I just don't think they have, uh, they don't see too much... NJ, they don't see main event J. You know, they they don't see that in him. 
And I definitely don't think The Rock should do it. I mean, he's as part-time as you possibly can. Uh, thoughts on Double or Nothing? Eh. Mm. Mm. Uh, say Takesha um, turning? Uh, that, I mean, that's, that's potentially a good thing for him. I mean, if if Don Callis is his manager and he's not a part of the Blackpool Combat Club, if if there's kind of like an affiliation, like a loose affiliation with uh, Kenosuke, uh, and uh, Don Callis managing him, and then they have a loose affiliation with Blackpool Combat Club, that's potentially okay. But then, you know, who's next? Who do you bring in the elite next? I mean, do you bring Adam Cole there? <laughs> and Roderick Stone just comes along for the ride. Like, what, what do you what do you do next here? Tim Berno, what's going on? Man, I thought that he was going to implode and lose four to three to Boston. It's going to be interesting series. Yeah, I I thought Miami was going to come back and win. Jeff with Bianca losing the title and they and they won convincingly. Do you think that means Rhea loses soon to a SmackDown superstar to get the title on the right brand? Uh I think they. I personally think that Zelina Vega should win the um the Money in the Bank. Um, but I do think they should. Put it on SmackDown, and it still make again. It makes no sense. Rhea's drafted to SmackDown. She's drafted to Raw as the, the SmackDown champion. But Bianca's drafted to SmackDown with the Raw champion, and the new Raw Roman's champion is on SmackDown. Whew. Wow. Okay. I think it's kind of wrong with Oscar using a miss. My opinion, that was a great bonus thing. Eh, you know, it's homage. It's an homage. Bella's theme and real song was made just for her. Uh, I know a lot of those NXT songs were made, and whoever just, you know, plugged it, it, it just plugged for, for that person. Uh, Nicole Tranquilo, I believe. I love Rain's many entrance this year. Piano music is beautiful. Yeah, I agree. It was pretty good. Very cool. You can make a priest on the on the, the stop. I think you meant spot. Yeah, on the spot. Thank you. Appreciate it. Would I ever go on Stone Cold for Spoken Skull podcast? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Oh my goodness, we're about to close. Ask me this uh, next week. <laughs> That's a lot of thinking. Insiders must make a lot of money if they can. If they can, people in WWE who would be on top money for info. Okay. Do I read any of the things that Uncle Dave reports on? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I no, I, I don't. I don't really pay attention to Dave Meltzer's reportings. Uh, congratulations to Alexa Bliss being pregnant. Yes, that's awesome. I agree. Everyone drop a like. I remember how much you apologized in the show after class at the castle. That proves how much you care about being a good journalist. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, man, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I did not. I was not happy about that whatsoever. Uh, is Parker Niven injured again? I'm not sure where Parker Niven is, actually. I can find out. But it's super exciting breaking stories. It is. I would tell everybody I wouldn't be able to keep it to myself. Yeah. It's uh, it is super exciting, man. Uh, I I enjoy that about my job as a journalist. Rumor: Rakesh will show up on SmackDown to defend his sons. Oh, that's that's the rumor. Okay, that would be interesting. I mean, but where is that? Okay, where is that? He's where he's going to get spiked by Solo. That would be fun. That would put some that would put some heat on Solo. That would be pretty dope. <laughs> 
Reigns has made the part-time thing work very well for him. Even when he's not there, they still talk about him. That's true. I would have had Rollins versus Styles before the tag match, so he's fighting for the main event spot. The whole triple main event was just nonsense. There's only one main event. Yeah, triple main event. Yeah, it's three main events. Yes. Again. Weird booking. Weird, 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 weird booking. All right. About to close up. What's up, Josh? In the building. What's up, man? I mean, we should be back. All right, Mondo Estrada, because the man is so because he was Umaga's manager. Paul Heyman's a better option, but uh, Estrada was the man. You feel that Cody is being pushed so much because he's the guy from AEW? No, I don't think Vince McMahon would push him because he's an old AEW guy. I think he just see money in Cody and now as opposed to before. He didn't see it before, but he sees it now. He you know, this man is like, okay, you know, go out there and make yourself he made himself and now he's, you know, saying, Okay, well, there you go. Although he's drifting away from the title picture, so could this be a grand scheme to get back at Cody? Whoa. Uh, Mint Carter's entire WWE, yeah, he, he was, but we'll see where he is now. We see what he will become. Fans like him still, so there you go. All right, PNP Nation. It's time to go. Yeah, it's time to go. Oh, it's time to go. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.